0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I'm
1: your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind.
0: So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start.
1: Take a listen what's going on everybody it's kyle thurkey from nashville for nobodies
0: and bobby gordon and we are back for another fantastic episode hey kyle guess what <laughs> hey bobby what's up it's tax season
1: yeah fuck are off. you confused because i'm I, confused I, I, you know why is this hard I, hey you know what i got the 1099s in and paid i know for it i and got done. mine and yeah you just got this yours this is
0: the first one i've gotten from all the people i've played with really yeah First That's
1: hot. it's funny because supposedly they're due on january 31st and yeah, i did them to be sent yesterday out. so which was what february 6th so we're musicians we're not known for being on time I, you know i was a very punctual person at one time in my life and i threw that shit out the fucking window when you
0: realized it didn't matter it du uh, time is irrelevant it's it is a construct <laughs> of our imagination it you know I, no no
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's irrelevant so it, it,
0: we're gonna get yelled at for something anyway I, you know if it's not that we're late it's that we took too long to set up if it's not that then it's something like i don't know we're you just, know how many
1: times for shit in the musical world i have been so early and then mm-hmm. sat around for hours Mm-hmm. literally you know what in california two fucking weeks ago we got there The day before, because we're like, you know what? We'll get in, we'll fucking relax, we'll make sure we have time to drive out there and do the sound check and all this stuff. And they're like, hey, you know, be here at noon on Thursday. So we land at fucking 4 o'clock on Wednesday, stay the night, drive two hours out into the fucking desert, get there 45 minutes early. We sat around for six hours. That's stupid. I think it was more like five, but still. Five hours. Five hours
0: we sat around. Stop. By the time you get to doing the stuff that you're there to do, you don't even want to do it anymore.
1: Well I mean like we walked around and I looked at a bunch of shit, but after a while it was all the same shit and I'm like, okay, I'm here to do a job and I wanna I wanna come on. We you know what we were waiting on? Here's the funny thing. We were waiting on two metal pins that were about as thick as this mic stand. Oh lovely. To hold the awning up above us. That's all. That's what we were waiting on. Couldn't do anything to those two. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny. We were all standing by the gate in a big group. And uh, we're all talking about it. And we see this uh, black van roll up. And we're like, yo, is that the guy with the pins? Is that the guy with the pins? (laughs) And we see him pass the pins through the window to the other guy. And we all just started cheering and clapping. We're like,
2: yeah!
1: And then we still had to wait another like hour and a half. (laughs) Frustration. Well, they couldn't put anything on stage until mm-hmm. they, you know, got that awning secured, which makes sense. I mean, it's
0: no, I get why super that, heavy. That doesn't mean it doesn't suck for you guys. Yeah. So.
1: so, anyways, uh, what's the point of being punctual? Like, why?
0: why? It doesn't matter. People are
1: like oh, to respect other people's time. Fuck other people.
0: <laughs> when they start respecting me, <laughs> we can talk.
1: <laughs> anyways, they're, they're not paying enough for me to respect them i'm on one today y'all i am on one it's been a day already i've been up since like 9 a.m bobby's probably I up spent almost an
0: hour in the drive-thru at freaking burger king i didn't even get to eat my burger like this is stupid it's a I, bad day bad day
1: i just made a pb and j i was like fuck it
0: i'm not next time i'm just gonna come to your house early and make a pb and j
1: Dude, i tell you all the time you can come here and uh, eat some food like I'm, I just know a,
0: how expensive food is, and I know how much we don't make,
1: so I don't want to eat all your bro, food. Bro, I live alone, and everything that you buy makes food for multiple fucking people. That's so fair. I always have some kind of leftovers or extra food that I generally throw the fuck out. That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah. All right.
0: Well, I mean, every Wednesday, just shoot me a whatever the leftovers are, and I'll come eat them.
1: (laughs) Okay, done deal. I don't know why it's taken us almost two years to figure that one out. But anyways, uh, we have a guest today. It's not just us. Lauren Kay, welcome to the show. How you doing?
2: Hi, I'm amazing. How are you guys?
1: We are fantastic. (laughs) Clearly Clearly. we're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Having a good old time. Yeah. So, how long you been in Nashville?
2: So I've been here for almost five years now.
1: And you're from Ohio originally?
2: Cleveland, yes.
1: Where in Ohio?
2: So a suburb of Cleveland. I graduated in Strongsville.
1: Okay, word. Uh, I don't I'm, know anything about I'm going to say this because I really <laughs> feel like people will finish it whenever they're listening to Don't it. you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally about to say,
0: this is the first time I think anybody has not done that when somebody said they were from...
2: Oh, wait I-O. You're welcome. God damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. So, uh, before we get into you being here in your career here in Nashville, um, what did you do before you uh, moved to Nashville?
2: Well, I actually moved to Nashville right after I graduated college. So everything before Nashville was, you know, growing I- up. High school, college, but all was so in let's, Cleveland. And let's jump
1: back even a little farther. Then, so what got you into music? Like, when when did music come about in your life?
2: So I've always loved to sing. I started doing musical theater really young. Oh, that's cool. Taking voice lessons and dancing. Like I always loved performing, but never thought I could make a career of it. So that's I what just they like to tell you, yeah, right. But I loved. My teachers, I loved school, so I was like, I'm just gonna be a teacher and that's gonna be cool. And then once I got to college, I was in a competitive a cappella group.
1: <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> just okay. like pitch
2: perfect, yes. Oh yeah. So I did some of that, but um, that was really it. You know, I it was just mostly a hobby and then I love Nashville, I love the city, so I moved here and taught here for three years.
1: All right, so before you again, before we get into the music thing, so teaching—I'm a former teacher and educator. Yes, and I did that for a few years. Um, so how? What? What got you into teaching?
2: You know, I think in, it was third grade. I loved my third grade teacher, and at that moment, I was like, "I'm going to be a teacher," and that's it. I never had any other thoughts about another career. Like I said, I loved school. I loved school. I was such a nerd and I was such a teacher's pet. (laughs) And you know, I've always loved kids. I've been babysitting kids and I've been around kids my whole life. So I just wanted to always work with children. And I had a great experience at college and a great student teaching experience and I don't regret it at all, but it definitely, Ran its course, and I'm really Pretty excited quickly, to be doing apparently. something else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so you only taught for three years. Um, when did you leave teaching?
2: So, my last year was 2022. I ended in 2022. Okay. So, recent. Yes.
1: So, you, you went through the whole pandemic, huh?
2: The entire thing. Actually, yeah. the pandemic was my first year of teaching. so
1: Oh rough. hell no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Ooh. Oh. Oh. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was, I'd been out for years at that point. I remember watching all my friends go through the pandemic and all the changes and everything. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm out of education. So glad. Cause yeah. that, that was insane. So your first year was all like basically online, huh?
2: Well, it, like towards the end. So, do you remember the tornado? Yes. Okay. So, COVID happened like a week after. I think the tornado happened, and then we went back to school for like another week or two, and then we never went back. It was very so, close together. So, how
1: how long did you have students in a classroom?
2: We we were all in school. I think till April, and okay. then I mean, school went till like May, and we never went. We never went back. I remember saying bye to my students because we thought we were probably going to get pulled from the classroom but we never like thought it was going to be more than a week or so and then i just never got to see them again because i taught fourth grade which was the graduating year of um, elementary school in tennessee so that was it i got to see them a little bit on zoom you know, here and there, but they didn't have like a curriculum design or anything. Like they didn't know like how to
1: So then going into your second year, that's when you were doing like the online
2: Yes. We went back and forth a handful of times and it was a mess.
1: Yeah, I do remember when the school was like, Oh, we're gonna try opening up and only having like some classes come on this day and some classes come in on this day and I was like, "Oh no, hell no, <laughs> absolutely not!"
0: No, Dude, I can't keep track of my schedule, much less a kid's schedule that's not consistent. Yeah, like I would fucking, I would be so confused all the time.
1: Absolutely,
2: I think I've blocked so much of it out of my memory <laughs> because that year was just, it was, it was insane. So I mean, just imagine chaotic trying like, to teach long division to kids online so, that don't know their
0: so you had you facts. had your first year which of course is your first year so that's chaotic all in itself yeah then and at the pandemic end, at the end second of the first year. at
1: the end of the first year the pandemic right. hits
0: <laughs> so so second year is pandemic year horrible the meat yeah. of everything so nobody had a clue what was going on right so that was hell i'm sure yeah. So third year, was that a normal year or did something go horribly wrong? And that's when you were like, screw it, I'm out.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I stuck around because I was like, it has to get better. And it just didn't. It really didn't. Everything from the second year, like kind of just trickled in. Like, I mean, you know, kids like still had to be be five feet apart and the cross contamination. And the, I mean, it was just it never like went away. And it just really just sucked the fun out of out of everything you know i really like when i think back on it i have a lot of good memories with the kids but everything else was just it was really hard and difficult you know for everyone so so
0: i was not ever a like legitimate teacher mm-hmm. but i taught the drum line and percussion in a high school marching band for a few years mm-hmm. and So I I could get away with a lot more than an actual teacher before I got in trouble, and I was in trouble every freaking day for saying (laughs) something that I thought was hilarious that some kid went and told their mom about, and like I got called into the band director's office on my lunch, because that's when I got in trouble, Mm -hmm. and he was like, hey, did you tell this kid he sucks? Uh, No, (laughs) I told him to stop sucking. (laughs) there's a difference there's a difference and then i mean it was everything like parents yelled at me because i wouldn't dismiss the drum line when everybody else got dismissed because they had to wipe down their drums like everything in the world so i can't imagine what it would be like to deal with not the kids the kids were great mm-hmm. but they're freaking parents holy jesus yeah like I
1: couldn't do it I have a story very similar to that uh, I said something to my kids I was like man you guys are so like they, they were complaining about how hard my class was mm-hmm. and how strict I was I was like this is nothing I was like y'all should go to like a military school this is nothing they turned around and told their parents that I was going to start teaching them like it was a military school and all this stuff and <laughs> da, da da da. One of the dads came in and was like, "Yeah, well, where did you go to military school?" But I was like, "I I did not. I went to the University of Houston." Like, thanks. <laughs> I don't, like, what? It it got right? so twisted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, fuck this." It's the students, fantastic. Loved all my most of them. Loved mm-hmm. my students. Parents, nah.
2: No, go away. Deal without.
1: So. When when I was in marching band,
0: push ups were the big thing. If you did anything wrong, you messed up anything, you got push ups. Mm-hmm. So I brought that in to when I was teaching, and was immediately told you can't make the kids do push ups. Yeah, and not I was anymore. Like, do my band director threw chairs at us? Like what? <laughs> I can't say do push ups. So the uh, we were in sectionals after that. So I just had the drum line, and they botched something big, and I was like, all right, look, I can't tell you to do push ups. But if I were able to tell you to do push ups, it would be right now. And if you guys chose to do push ups, you should do them right now.
2: <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> like no. It was, it was
0: all. No, they did it because they didn't want me to be mad at them.
2: Right. Well, in the last year, you know, at this point, I was just trying to make it as fun as I could. For them, we would have karaoke parties and. Um, my last year of teaching is when I started just putting music out for fun like I had no intention of trying to be an artist or I didn't even know at this point I was quitting I was just I just want to put music out on Spotify and have it be fun and we would have like little pre-release parties and they would get to hear my song and we'd have juice boxes and goldfish and it was just so fun and I
0: I would like (laughs) to point out that because they're your class they don't have a choice yeah. so you have mandatory attendance <laughs> to your pre-release party. Very mandatory smart. listeners.
1: I I, I, support yep, I applaud this. that. Yep 100%. <laughs> got so
0: what, got so what was the tipping point that made you decide all right I'm I'm done with teaching I'm going to go music or was that even the idea like talk us through that.
2: So like I said, so I left teaching in May of 2022. So summer of 2021 is actually when I got my first Broadway experience. <laughs> my um, voice coach got me in touch with a band that was looking for a singer, and I never even like thought I could do something like that. And so they sent me a set list, the link t- to a mic, like I had no, no experience whatsoever. So it was a lot of learning, I performed, during the summer, Fridays and Saturdays at HTC two and three, and um, I learned a bunch of songs. And then they were a great band, but um, I was basically the bucket girl without knowing I was the bucket yep. girl.
1: Yep, that that sounds very on brand the for them.
2: Yep, and um, as someone who was so new. Um, they would tell me oh this is how it is everywhere else like this is the you know because i didn't know any different and they were like you're gonna you know sing these 10 15 songs and just like run it like crazy and so i was really confused because i was like this is awesome i love doing this but at the same time i don't want to just be running the bucket the whole time like i also want to be on stage and performing and i didn't understand like why i couldn't you know do a mix of both so I ended up leaving that, went back to school for another year and then realized I want to do music. You know, I I gave teaching another shot for that year. I thought it was going to be better and it wasn't. And I just started going downtown and talking to people and networking and then I found out it's actually not like that. Nope. Everywhere. Nope. You can book your own gigs not and at all. work with bands who will let you sing and you know, um, I got my way in and I started doing a couple gigs a week, and now I'm able to do it full time. So it's just it's all like. So where progressed. where did you
1: start playing after that? When you when you came back and you weren't playing the uh, purple circuit, where did you start singing at?
2: Redneck Riviera. It's a great not spot. A bad spot. Oh my a gosh! Spot yeah, start.
1: one of my,
0: I think it's my best paid gig was from there. Yeah, I think so. They're I mean, awesome. That was, that was with, uh, I think that was with Jesse. I want to say we made like. 600 bucks I think I did a few gigs
1: there with her I've mostly played there with uh, Jillian Eliza Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then Ricky Rooker I've played there with him a couple times him and his wife
2: I will say about Uh, that that place what I've noticed um, is that they like really know their artists they took me in when they knew I was brand new, and they gave me a lot of advice. And they've even they've even <laughs> let me travel, given me like some travel opportunities. Some of the managers there, they check in on me, and like everyone there knows everybody. And I know a lot of circuits don't have that, and so I think that's kind of special. I really yeah, do because, like that. Yeah, because I mean, there. it's
1: it's run by they don't have anybody else. Like they, mm-hmm. they manage and book their own people, and and which is awesome. I I love it. They everybody that I know that plays there has nothing but great things to say about it. I've played there, and I mean, it's a fun spot to play. Personally, it's not for me because uh, my head's so damn big. I want to stage just as big as my head, but um, <laughs> you know. So, I but I still play there. I love it. It's again, just like you said, I've never been treated bad there by anybody. Mm-hmm. And no, the one, the one, the one instance that I saw where somebody was being a complete jackass. We never had to say anything. Security saw it and took care of it immediately. They didn't didn't think twice. They're like, "No, nah, you're out, dude. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, we saw what you did. You're out." <laughs> and I, I love that. And I've I walked in there one time. After that, security never questioned who I was. They all knew me at that point. Like it, not many bars are like that. So it's they they have a great family there, and that, that, I'm gonna call it that. They're a family there. It's it's they pretty are. awesome.
2: And they let a lot of they try a lot of new people out, which I feel like a lot of circuits I aren't feel, good at doing that.
1: I feel they're one of the bars that they know, like they can only get so much of a draw, so they don't have a problem trying new people out. Like they're not trying to. I mean, they, yes, everybody wants to fill every mm-hmm. venue, but they are. It's a small venue. It, it's, a, it's a small venue. It used to be an ice cream shop. I don't know if you know that. Oh no, I didn't
2: know. Yeah, that. Yeah, it was
1: Mike's Ice Cream. It, they, they were there forever, and now they're down on Second Avenue.
2: I love and, Mike's Ice Cream. Oh,
1: amazing but yeah it was originally Mike's ice cream and they took it over and um but they they do they they bring in a lot of newer artists and try let people give them a shot most of them work out and stay like
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know I haven't heard anything bad about that place no I, I like it where else do you sing at besides there
2: tin roof Haley, uh, by yeah. the way so nice. fun I love that gig I love that band I also co-front I co-front quite a bit I who, who's
1: friends. the band at tin roof who are you with
2: nate milstein
1: love nate freaking awesome, love nate right <laughs> get nate on he- i'm gonna write that down <laughs> <laughs> yes do that
2: he's pretty busy he's, I, he's we touring. know oh I, I, know. <laughs> I know i know
0: but or, they, or rather i know because of social media exactly yeah. yes
2: i know i'm lucky that i get to play with him on sundays with also with uh josh hogan and ton josh yeah killer band
1: so, so yeah all all-star players 100 percent. right and Great they guys. you know
2: make me just want to always do better and i feel like it's really important to play with people like that you know that make you want to be better i agree also co-front with troy woods he's awesome
1: love troy love troy i don't think i've met troy
2: he's a pop star
1: so yeah i should also get troy on here um <laughs> right so down i played two gigs with troy and he was on drums and he sang a couple of songs but like i didn't know anything other than him being a singing drummer and then one day i'm walking down the street passing nudies and i look in to see what band's playing and there is troy just like rocking the hell out singing front the whole band i was like hold up wait wait what what's going on here so i wouldn't watch dude pop star dude's awesome Nice. dude is awesome
2: he has some dance moves they're awesome.
0: The girls love it. I feel like i like missing out now.
2: Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, so I, I talk about this sometimes when I'm on stage as something like in between songs, but a lot of the places that I play at, well, when I first came to Nashville, I came for my 21st birthday with my mom and my friend, and we tore Broadway up, I mean, we had like the best time, and so I like to or say. Or did Broadway tear y'all up? I'm kind of an original woo girl and had a lot of fun <laughs> on Broadway, and there are some bars that I work at that actually threw me out on my birthday with my mom. Because That we is were just, awesome. We, were, we got a little wild, Dump. but. Love it. Yeah, so sometimes when those 21-year-olds come in and they're just so obnoxious, I'm like, I can't be mad, because that was me. That was that was me.
1: I don't, yeah, I, don't I mean, man, you're here celebrating birthday um bridal party uh divorce party anniversary here, here. whatever you're here to have a good time like let's have a good time don't be a dick
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that,
1: that's that, when that, i have that's
0: a, that's the line right there once, it's like once as long you start, as everybody's
1: having fun be as silly and as goofy yeah, and as dumb as you want i know you're it's, obnoxious And I know it's your birthday, so guess what? I'm gonna try to make sure you have a good fucking birthday. I don't wanna be the guy who's like, ah, fuck you, it's your birthday. Like, no, you want me to sing happy birthday? You're the 27th person today, but okay. (laughs) Like, it's your birthday.
0: Until you start being a dick. Yeah. And then we take away your birthday.
1: Yeah, then then you no longer (laughs) have a birthday. You don't get a birthday. And like Lauren said, you get kicked the fuck out.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't get a birthday. I got myself on a couple of stages and so oh, yeah. can,
1: can we talk about like which do you want to say which bars it were that you got kicked out of? You like no, so probably not?
0: probably not because they forgot <laughs> and then hired her.
2: I got kicked out of Whiskey Bent. Fair. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> when I do sing there, when I did sing there, there is a stall in the bathroom and it literally has my name in Sharpie, like Lauren's twenty first birthday. And I like one time I was in there, I was like, I don't even remember writing that, but like that is always going to be there.
1: <laughs> that's amazing love it love it hell yeah
2: but yeah after that trip i was about to graduate college and i was like i just have to move to nashville like it's just such a, i mean i'm from ohio and I, I love ohio and i'm an ohio girl but definitely wanted something bigger Some and bigger
1: city more opportunities i mean it's mm-hmm. it and at that time it was definitely booming yeah like it's still it's still fucking growing it hasn't stopped and we don't have enough room to keep growing no. i don't understand it I mean, they're being just like New York City. Like, oh, we can't go any wider. Let's go higher. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> please stop. But
0: they could open a few more bars. We're getting a little oversaturated with musicians.
1: So um, <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say it, but I'm probably, I'm going a, I'm to a fucking say it. I don't really give a shit. I can talk about it. Mean, what are they going to do? do? Um, so apparently I, I heard some things about Eric Church's new place. Uh, some rumors. I don't know if they're true but he's wanting to be the uh, black sheep of broadway and he wants to have like ticketed shows and shit like that what oh, okay and because it's such a it's like a 40 to 50 million dollar project they're wanting to partner with hotels and be like hey stay at our hotel and you'll get free tickets to eric church's venue to see whoever mm-hmm. and it's gonna be people like us it's gonna be Broadway people that they want to put again this is all rumors so I could be completely fucking wrong and talking out of my ass and I probably am but I've heard this from two people I
0: don't know I I feel like the story behind that place has changed so many times since it was supposed to open like a year and a half ago so there's that
1: so apparently they kind of want to do like a a Vegas type deal and I'm like what the fuck like that you're 100% getting away from exactly what Broadway was built on. And he even sings in some of his songs about how he would fucking be on well, 60th Avenue and like, down here and singing for Tips in a Jar.
0: I have a feeling if something like that were going to work on Broadway, somebody else would be
1: doing it. It would. Uh, period. It'll never work on Broadway because there's free places to go to yeah. see amazing music. Why
0: would you pay for a ticket when... There's so many other options.
1: Yeah. I I hope that's not the case. I've also heard that TC circuit was going to take it over too and, you know, run their stuff. The last
0: thing I heard is like whoever the primary investor was pulled out of it and they were trying to find another investor. Oh,
1: there's so, again I don't rumors and I was, I, was like, I was like I don't want to say anything but also I'm like you know I really don't fucking care because <laughs> it's going to fucking change by the, the time right it actually side, opens somebody
0: yeah. that knows is going to listen to this and then send us an email being like hey you were wrong this is what it is
1: yeah and again I'm just I'm the messenger don't fucking shoot me and I the message could be completely wrong so <laughs> if it's wrong hey alright if it's right Well, for once in my life, I was right. (laughs) I mean, statistically, it's got to happen. At some point, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. So um, you start playing Broadway, but you do a lot of your own original stuff. Yes. A lot of songwriting and stuff like that. Um, I'm assuming that you do Broadway mainly for the money to live.
2: Yeah. And, you know, being a teacher this is like so different and so fun so i also am like just so lucky that i can do something like this to also pay my bills and i love to do it um i've gotten so much experience
1: exactly how i feel i'm like i've had Mm. every other job that sucks yeah so i'll take this any day right (laughs) even on the shitty days i'll take it we'll still complain about it but
0: we know we know (laughs) at the end of the day we know
2: right and you know even though I've loved to sing my whole life I wasn't really the one to always want to do a solo like I didn't have the most confidence so the fact now that I'm like fronting gigs and you know learning all this music like I'm singing songs that I would have never even tried I mean Broadway has given me like so like such good experiences and I've met so many great people and I still do love it I think because of the fact that I didn't come here to be an artist you know there's really no pressure this is if i don't make it it, it i'm one this is great yeah you're
1: doing it because you love it and that's why people should fucking do it yeah like straight up that's why people should do it like i i very similar story to yours like i came here on fucking vacation and i was the same thing i was like i love this place yeah i had no intentions of playing music full-time ever i thought i was gonna come here and continue teaching and and go down that path and just kind of play music when I could. I just wanted to be surrounded by all these amazing musicians and the music. So, and then now I'm just, I'm I'm fucking lucky as hell to do this shit. Right? (laughs) It's awesome.
2: Well, someone actually told me last week and they said to me, I said, oh, I have work tomorrow. Like I had a gig. And they were like, well, I wouldn't really say it's work. I'm like, well, I'm glad it doesn't look like it's work because it definitely. No, you know, we work our ass yeah, off. it's, it's for this. work it's all work.
0: the
1: time. It's just, <laughs> like, it just doesn't suck like every.
2: Other yeah, job. right. They're like, it looks and, I mean, it's they're, fun. They're, and,
0: yeah, the aspects you don't get to see from musicians like that's the real job part the trying to figure out how to market things to try to you know all, all the behind the, us being on stage that's the fun stuff yeah that's the stuff that we enjoy and get and to let loose that's and the that's the that's, small
1: that's a very small portion so, of what we do so, i mean
0: we we're we have to wear so many hats i mean we're we're an entire freaking company by ourselves. yes like we have to do it all
2: always have homework
1: yep always mm-hmm. I mean, you always how, end up doing the wrong homework. How many how many bands and artists do you think you've played with this last year, Bobby?
2: Thirty.
0: Uh, uh, I don't know. Like
1: easy, yeah, easy, so many easy, and maybe five out of those thirty have the same set list. Like, uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> and by same set list you mean there's like fifteen songs that they share. <laughs> they, you know, they
1: do they do the standards. They get that block right. of standards. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was, uh, this is a fun conversation I had the other day. Um, I played, I subbed in for a gig uh, at Jason Aldean's, and one of the ladies that I was playing for got a request to do an original. I just met her, so I absolutely had no idea what genre her original was going to be, much less anything actually about the song. And so... I just like went in and did my thing and got out of it and it was fine. And I got off and the lady that had requested it, I guess they're friends or whatever, she was talking about the song or whatever. I was like, Yeah, it was a great song. I'm glad I got to hear it And she was like, What do you mean you just got to hear it? And I was like, Yeah. Like, I've never worked with her before. I've never heard yeah. any of her stuff. It's really cool. And I guess it was her husband was like, Well then how'd you play it? Dude, pattern recognition, I just I think it might go here this is where I'm gonna go, let's hope for the best. And so it was It was just this really unique experience of getting to explain to people like, hey, we do shit all the time, we don't know. All the that, time. That's the job.
1: Yeah. That's
2: the job <laughs> description actually.
1: I mean, how many songs did you sing, pull out of your ass that you have never sang a day before in your life? Uh,
2: so many, how many songs have I like ran upstairs to quickly listen to, mm-hmm. to go back down and be like, okay, here we go. Yep. cross your fingers
0: I'm getting really good at figuring out where the bridge sections gonna be on the little Spotify timeline <laughs> like <laughs> intro this is probably the bridge that sounds the same art right, let's go
2: <laughs> but I also feel like people in the crowd there's a good mix they're either really impressed like you said mm-hmm. or if you don't know a song by some artists you've never heard of they're like really like, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to know these songs. So it's like...
0: I always <laughs> say, out of the 10,000 songs that I do know, I'm sorry that's not one of them.
2: Literally, at my gig the other night, some when I ran the bucket, somebody, you know, asked for some song I didn't know, the band didn't know. I mean, it was some... I don't even think... I don't even know who... I don't remember. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you guys were musicians. I'm like, mm, guess not. Bye.
0: I hate people sometimes. <laughs> Dude, I've gotten requests from, like... They've asked us to play a song that somebody else on Broadway released. Like it it's like their song. And I'm like, dude, I don't I don't know who that is. Yeah. Like no. why would I know their song?
2: How don't you know their song?
0: Uh, if, if it has less than a thousand plays on Spotify, guaranteed I don't know it.
1: No, my favorite is the oh it's easy, you you know it, you can do it. And I'm like, Okay, if it's so easy, here's my bass. Have, Have fun. Have mm-hmm. fun. Go. At, no. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think one of the best um, comments I've ever gotten was somebody was like really disappointed that the artists of the actual bars, you know, like Luke Bryan's Jason Aldean's, that they they weren't there performing, and that it was people like us. Like they were genuinely confused; they thought these people would actually be there on Broadway and pop up and sing. I was like, "Well, I'm so I'm so sorry you have me instead."
1: <laughs> it's it's because those places on their Facebooks and Instagrams would be like. So and so's bar, you never know when they're gonna show up, yeah. and you're like, man. Fuck you could you. say that about
0: any bar. Like <laughs> yeah. Legends Corner, you never know when Eric Church is gonna show up. What?
1: And I mean prior to twenty seventeen, there were a lot of artists that would throughout the year randomly pop in and do stuff and mm-hmm. sing and now it only happens during, like, CMA Fest or when something, like, there's a big event or big concert going on here. It, it doesn't happen nearly as much as it, it used to. And I still have yet, still have yet to be on one of those stages when one of those artists come in and want to sing. I'm always either next door or downstairs or upstairs. It's happened
0: once. Once I got to play with Sam Hunt. Okay. And that was super cool, except it was on one of those nights where, like, nothing you do is Right. Yeah, And then they're like, oh, Sam Hunt wants to set it. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Of course he does. And
1: you know, Sam Hunt's uh, drum parts are not in time. So, <laughs> they're they're hip hop beats put to country music.
0: I know. <laughs> what I like is he was like, hey, do you know Body Like a Backroad? Just, I know how I play Body Like a Backroad. <laughs> like, do you know Body Like a Back?
1: Do, do you know my version? Because it ain't sure. <laughs> Have you been in a situation like that where you've had an artist want to come on stage wh- while you're playing downtown? Yes. Yeah. Who was it?
2: Well, I was at Redneck Rivera and John Rich came oh, in yeah. and yeah.
1: Okay. That that's a pretty common but,
2: yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I should have known when I, as soon as I asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: I mean, she even looked at you like. Well, I mean, duh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she did.
2: But other than that, no. I know. I saw on Instagram a couple weeks ago that Dan and Shay popped into I think FGL and stuff. I was like, they
0: ruined a show of mine once. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> it was uh, story time. <laughs> uh, it was CMT awards or something, I think, but uh, they were rehearsing right on Broadway, and it was literally the stage was right outside a second fiddle, and I had a second fiddle morning show. And so nobody gave a shit about us. <laughs> so I spent half of my morning just hanging out the window watching. Yeah, play. I
1: mean, how many times has that happened to us?
0: I know, but this one's specifically cool because they played the I think it was North Dakota State Fair and one of my friends was the hospitality manager and she was working directly with them and so she texted me and she was like oh hey look I'm doing this Dan and Shay, blah 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 I was like oh yeah they ruined my show once <laughs> and then about 10 minutes later Dan and Shay said they're sorry for ruining your show
2: <laughs> They told them Yes
0: That's amazing so that's that's now my favorite.
1: That I love everything about that. Uh, wasn't it the gig with you and Noah that they were setting up for some, like, college tournament thing, concert outside, and they were doing the sound check, and they were playing music, and we literally couldn't hear anything inside Legends? Oh, that, I remember that. Was that, that. Wednesday? That, that was a Wednesday gig, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just like... <laughs> They had all these band like the uh it was um uh Os- Brother Osborne. Yes, yes, yes that's who it was. Yes,
0: I remember that. And we
1: were all just like, Well, I guess we're not gonna play for fucking thirty minutes while they do sound <laughs> check. It was it literally was so loud, like the bartenders shut all the doors and everything in the windows. Didn't matter. It, the stage was directly in front of Tootsie's, but facing towards us, mm-hmm. and we had a stack of speakers right outside our door, like ten feet away, and it was so incredibly loud. We were just like, "Well," but I really like Brothers Osborne, so it was cool. Yeah, I, I do too. I think
0: great. <laughs> I really enjoy those moments. It was. Just, I don't get paid for shit, but yeah. I feel like I get to see. We had a we had like show. ten
1: people in there, and they were just like. What is this? What what is going on? I'm like, yeah, welcome to Nashville. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Random stages pop up and there's going to be a midday concert. You're welcome. I don't. It's free. Have fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Talking about big artists and original music, you have original music out. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this new single?
2: Yeah, I'm so excited about it. I actually posted about it today. It's coming out on the 17th and it's called Coffee.
1: Coffee. Yes. I mean, I don't like coffee. I'm out.
2: Call, we really. You're up. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't drink coffee at all. I okay, love cool. the smell of coffee. Love the smell of coffee. Okay, then
2: you'll like it. But
1: I don't. I don't. Don't. Don't drink it. Nope, not me. So is is it about coffee or is that a metaphor? So so it's coming out the seventeenth, which is a Saturday. Yes. So this episode will actually be out. So it, yeah, go ahead, plug all you need to to let people know where they can find it and what your song's about and all that.
2: Yeah, so like I said, it's called Coffee. It's, I would say, like more chill pop, singer-songwriter, good vibes. Um, I wrote it over a year ago, and I've just kind of had it, you know, sitting, and then last year I was like, fuck it, I'm going to put it out, and my friend Jesse Savio produced it, and I have some other players downtown that have, on it and i'm so excited to put it out have a single out um like i said the other two singles that i have out i was a teacher so um this is my first single out as an artist
1: that was going to be my next question is do you have you is this your first single ever yes okay so this is like your first real single you're putting out yes hell yeah that's exciting so when you're looking at because I'm
0: assuming you didn't do a whole lot of the business side for the first couple since you were still teaching, so like marketing and promoting a song wasn't yes. really the idea. What what is your strategy to market and promote this release?
2: So, I've spent a lot of time on Canva. I've gotten really comfortable with Canva, watched a lot of videos because
1: teach me your ways. I don't understand right. that shit.
2: Yeah, I can. I can. Because, I, you know, <laughs> PR marketing, you know, it can get expensive. And I feel like a lot of people can actually do it on their own. So I really just look at what other people do and, you know, their timelines of posting reels and posting TikToks and stories. And I kind of just make it my own. I think it's important to have a good balance of like putting it out there so people know it's out there, but not overdoing it because. Personally, for me, when I see somebody post about like something like a single coming out every day for like a month, I'm I don't I'm over it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't think overposting is always the right idea.
1: Please just don't be one of those people that sits in your car and is like, I'm about to put out this new single. And then you sing along to it in your car for 10 seconds. Right. I'm over that stuff.
2: Yeah, no.
0: Or Like if your single's coming out two months from now, I don't need to hear about it. Because there's no chance I'm going to hold on to that well, and care about it for too long. It's two fine months.
2: to, you know,
1: drop things here and they're like, okay, hey, you know, coming out yeah, here. but and like that's,
0: that's for your fans. That's not for everybody's general consumption.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly. And, you know, with this passion project, and I've done a lot of thinking, you know, when I was putting this out, I was getting stressed and I was anxious. And I had to like sit back and realize, you know, this is for me. This is what I want to do I'm put yes I, I mean if people listen like that's a plus that's amazing but I'm putting it out you know be part of my brand and be creative and so the goal is not to just push it down people's throats to listen to it it's really just to represent me and what I'm doing and like I said make a brand for myself so I'm I mean I'm I'm really just learning I'm obviously still very new at it so hopefully like the next time i put out a single i learn a few other things but it's really just a learning process
1: so this is one you've like written all on your own you didn't like go and do like a songwriter group or anything like that
2: i do uh, i do have a co-writer so i wrote this i wrote it like a year ago and it was really short it still is short and then i, I should have brought this up earlier and then i brought it to my friend mike Diwali and i was like it needs a few extra lines like it needs needs something so we lengthened it a little bit and he helped me add some lines to it and it's even better so it's it's cute it's simple it's sweet um yeah and you don't have to love coffee to love the song it's really thank
1: god i really want to like the song
0: (laughs) (laughs) just can't stand coffee
1: (laughs) man like That was one of the things that I did love when I was teaching. Is every morning you go into the uh, teacher's lounge and it smells like coffee, and you're like, ah, yeah. I hate it. I can't, I don't like it, but I love this. I'll go sit in a Starbucks just to smell the shit. (laughs) Like, it's, (laughs) I love coffee. I love the smell of it.
0: The writing process for you, what, how did that come about? How did the idea come about? Can we get into kind of what was happening? Yeah. When you wrote the song?
2: So when I write, um, I also write with my acoustic guitar. So I tend to just like create a melody in my head. And ironically with this song, it doesn't have like a repeating chorus. (laughs) And it doesn't really have the basic structure. It's kind of different. So I'm trying to remember. I think I just had this idea of writing about liking someone, how I like coffee, and I actually, it is kind of a love song, but I wrote it when I was very single, and it's really not about anyone, I promise. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to say it was about this person, but no.
1: My songs are about people specifically. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> I mean, I have songs about people too, obviously. I mean, that's way more fun, but, For me it's I just I just tried to be authentic with my writing and try to write how I feel and you know how I think and with this one I I wanted to be in a relationship at the time so I think I just kind of wrote like I was I'm you know just try to be that and it came out I want
0: to be in a relationship until I'm in one and then it yeah I remember how much of a pain that can be
1: (laughs) I finally talked to my gym crush today. She yeah. has a boyfriend.
2: <laughs> no. So, you know So did you
0: did you ask like real boyfriend or like placeholder? No,
1: boyfriend? no, no. she's got a real boyfriend. Oh, of course. So mm-hmm. what'd you ask her? Uh, I actually asked her about her tattoos. We started talking about tattoos. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it was a
0: good move. I kinda good like
1: move. I kinda jumped into a conversation. I'm not gonna lie, I totally jumped into a conversation. I saw an opening and I was like, We're going for it. Uh, one of the employees was talking to her about her leg tattoo. And so I, I had, she was working out a couple benches over from me. And uh, so I just turned and I was like, where'd you get all your work done? And uh, she said, Maryland. And then we just kind of started the conversation from there. And then found out shortly that she had a boyfriend. I'm like, cool.
0: <laughs> See, Sweet deal. Are you like, I'm going to ask you if you do this because I do this. If, if there's somebody you're even remotely interested in, do you like invent this whole entire scenario of why you two are perfect together? No. And then they say one fucked up thing and you're just like, oh okay, cool. I'll save that for someone else later. No,
1: I I see somebody that I'm generally attracted to and I'm like okay, cool. I want to talk to them. I want to get their name and we'll see where it goes from there. If there's any kind of vibe, awesome. If there's no vibe, move on. That's Mm-hmm. I keep it simple now
0: yeah I don't like my method it's not working out hey,
1: you know you've got a problem bro I'm just gonna say it how it is.
0: I've got a lot of problems Kyle that's not even near the top
1: of the list anyways back to coffee so <laughs> so that that song comes out the 17th um, thank you for not releasing it on uh, Valentine's Day and being cliche that's awesome oh you Proud totally could have done that Proud of what you. were you thinking
2: well, Valentine's Day is my birthday, and I didn't want to be <gasps> super awful. stressed out on <laughs> my
0: birthday. That's awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: You see, that's what I, I normally get. But I love my birthday. Like I think, it being on Valentine's Day, you know, it's just I like mean,
1: it's a, it's just like a day of celebration of love, and like to have your birthday on it. Just I, don't, I think that would be pretty dope. Not a lie. Unless you're <laughs> single. And then you get to be double depressed. Nah, because it's your birthday no. and people are going to fucking celebrate your life. And it's like.
2: Yeah. I, Unless they're
0: not single and going out with their significant other and leaving you
1: behind. I didn't get a birthday. What? Kyle
2: I get attention on <laughs> Valentine's Kyle, Day no birthday. matter what. I was like,
1: dude, where did this just derail hardcore? Where did this. <laughs> I didn't you, get a birthday. <laughs> I was sick. It
0: snowed. I didn't get to celebrate.
1: Bro, I wasted twenty five hundred dollars for my birthday. Therapy. So.
0: Somebody get me therapy for my birthday.
2: <laughs> don't we all need it? Uh. Sorry.
0: Sorry. To <laughs> totally shit on your birthday.
2: No, it's okay. I was I was at the store the other day and I was in the Valentine's Day aisle because once again I'm like, oh like it's almost my birthday and this this girl like looks at me, I don't even know her, and she's like, I fucking hate Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, like it's my birthday, and she says the same thing as you. She's like, "I'm so sorry for you," <laughs> and I'm like, "I get, I get. It. If it's not your birthday, you would think that, but to me, it's I don't know.
1: I don't like Valentine's Day just because it's a literally made up holiday. It's also
2: expensive for you guys. It's, so yeah. tell me about Thank it. Thank you, <laughs> fucking dude. All right, all right. <laughs> Thank Since you. you, oh my fucking god,
0: brought it up. So you're awesome. <laughs> I, you
1: just got even cooler. Thanks.
0: <laughs> so I like to think I'm a good boyfriend sometimes. Keyword, sometimes. Sometimes. So I spent a shit ton of money on my girlfriend for Valentine's Day presents. Stuff that she would absolutely love. I'm super proud of myself. And she got me a little, little heart Funko Pop Batman thing that's super cool, but was like 12 bucks. And I'm like, I spent like twelve hundred and I got and it's like in a heart shaped box that feels like a chocolate box and she handed it to me and made me close my eyes and all that bullshit and I was like ooh chocolate and I was like Funko Pops I mean I like this but now I really fucking want chocolate (laughs) rough I hate my life what am I gonna do with this and then I didn't get a birthday (sighs) this just got really deep i need help kyle <laughs>
1: while i'm over here laughing my ass off <laughs> i
0: need help kyle so i'm gonna mute bobby's mic now and <laughs> i'm just i'm letting it all out I'm like, these
1: are these are my feelings well lauren how does it feel to have your episode be bobby's therapy session
2: <laughs> we can talk about it i'm here for whatever <laughs>
1: my bad kyle my bad.
2: <laughs> i'm sorry my birthday triggered you
1: <laughs> it really did apparently happy birthday uh, so apparently we gotta like take bobby out soon real soon guys i didn't get a birthday. real soon man i spent my entire birthday week alone by myself in new orleans and it sucked
2: <laughs> oh i was gonna i oh, thought you're gonna be like it was great then nope. you
0: got
1: back in your fucking truck broke. <laughs> yeah, so my entire
2: vacation That was like the
1: start of like your hell period. My entire vacation was right about twenty five hundred dollars. Like that's what that's what I spent. Everything gas, hotels, all all of it. And um I get back and my truck died. Four thousand dollars to fix that.
2: No. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was just one thing after another. So it is what it is. I survived. I'm here now. I'm broke as shit, but I'm here now.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, so, this this has been like one of the worst slow seasons ever. So we're all broke as shit. You right know, now. and I it's saw horrible. some.
1: I saw somebody, uh, Johannes Greer, at the grocery store the other day. He he lives not too far from me, and um, we were talking. And I was like, we were just you know has gigs, has this. And oh, it's it's all right. But man, this is the slowest slow season I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, me too. And he goes, man, I've lived here my whole life. And he goes, You know that? And he goes, I've never seen it this slow downtown like like the way it is for mm-hmm. these players. And I was like, Yeah, man, it's it's bad. It's a rough so. one for sure.
2: I was not ready for some of my gigs that I, I knew they were eventually gonna get cut like we were told, but like November. I was not ready for it to be November like I thought it yeah. was gonna at least you know we were gonna get through some of December but it, it came quick
1: I normally most of the places don't close till January like all the rooftops and stuff in those second floors and they won't close till January but this year they a lot of them did shut down earlier yes and I mean last year was pretty slow like I took the holidays off last year too because I was like nah, it's slow it's not gonna be worth it to me but man no this year's been super rough But I wanna get again get off Broadway. (laughs) Back to your music. Um we won't trigger Bobby again, hopefully. I'll keep it to myself. (laughs) Um so that's that song's coming out the seventeenth. Do you have any other songs you're planning on releasing after that or is this kind of the only one you have in the works right now? What's
2: this is the only one coming out right now I'm not in the studio at the moment but I am writing and I'm this is the year I really want to try different things with writing like writing with you know one other person or groups of people also writing for other people um, I have been on a few writing sessions where the song was for somebody else and it was a country song I'm not really a country singer so you know it's different writing for yourself and <sighs> writing for other people so I just want more experience with that you know I think everybody can learn a little bit more it's hard
0: which side do you tend to lean toward the writing side and the more like singer songwriter artist side or the performance aspect like which which one do you prefer
2: honestly right now I'm I'm so in my performing era and just gigging it out and trying to travel like I love to perform I'm trying to do more writing and enjoy it more um I, I see a lot of artists you know that are they're just releasing singles all the time and it seems like they're always writing and like that's their main thing and I think that's awesome but for me you know going back to like we said like i I do think Broadway's fun I do think it are fun like I do just love, you know, performing with a band and stuff. And eventually I'd love to do that, you know, with original music. But as of right now, I love it. I love doing both.
1: Well, I'm working on uh, if I can find a venue that'll want st- to agree to this and then actually stay open, <coughs> Bowie's. <coughs> um, <laughs> uh, but at, Bobby and I have talked about this. And at some point towards the end of this year, uh, I'm going to have a whole, like, showcase. Um, it'll have to be a couple different ones because we've had so many people on the show at this point. But uh, I want to do showcases that with all the artists doing all their original music, you know, five or six songs come in, do your stuff with your band. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, we want to do a whole like live streaming podcast if so I can ever figure out the stupid fucking camera. Um, yes. I it's just Kyle's it. <laughs> starting to get triggered.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys haven't found mine yet. <clears throat>
1: I mean, Should we
0: that, talk about teaching again?
1: <laughs> I have a feeling there's a trigger oh, there wait, somewhere.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, now I feel like I'm, I'm like challenged, and I, I like a good challenge. All right, so how how do we trigger Lauren? What's Lauren's trigger? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, I wanted to ask you about, so, because you haven't always been out like singing music. You've always enjoyed singing, but you've really only done it since you've been in Broadway In my or on in Nashville, am I correct? Yeah. Okay. So since you've been playing on Broadway and doing that, has that helped you become a better performer and singer?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, up until Broadway, I was just doing a lot of karaoke in my bedroom, or you know, part of an a cappella group or a musical theater group where I maybe had like a song. I always resonated as an alto. I was like, I sing low, and I only can sing low songs and. Now I'm singing everything because I feel like with Broadway, it's it's like if you want to do it, you have to learn how to do it because if not, the you know the next artist is gonna get up there and sing those songs. So you better learn She's how to do it. She's figured it
1: out. She's fucking figured it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I got a vocal coach, and then I expanded my range, and now I'm I'm I had to you know up some keys and just like really work on it and get myself there. So it's possible. Fuck you know? yeah.
1: So so you said. A little bit earlier ago, you're not a country singer. So, what does your like set look like when you're playing downtown?
2: So that's kind of a loaded question. So, and I feel like we've kind of have talked about this in the in the past. Like, I know you have a very set. Like, this is what I do. Like, you're like more punk rock. Punk well, on rock. on
1: just on my Friday night, yes, gigs. yes, yeah, like yeah.
2: on your gigs, and I think that's that's so cool. I've kind of transitioned more into more punk pop rock, like. The upbeat, high energy I actually, I obviously still do incorporate country Like, you know, the country bangers And requests and stuff But when I first started I was given a set And it was like all country standards So that's what I learned And then I started learning a little bit of rock And I was like, oh, I really like the rock And then I started hearing some bands You know, cover punk rock And I love those throwbacks And I was like, oh, those are fun And like, now it's mostly that with pop I love like 2K10s pop Divas like Katy Perry, Pink, Lady Gaga.
1: What would be like your ideal stuff to sing? Would it be the the pop stuff?
2: Yeah. Like I love covering Shania Twain, obviously, but Miley Cyrus, Pink, Katy Perry. I love Taylor Swift. I love.
1: Are you a Swifty?
2: Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I
1: 100% got that vibe from you.
2: (laughs) Well, you know what? And honestly, I, I mean, when she. She came out in 2006, you know, like her first debut album. I was in fifth grade, and that's when I picked up a guitar. And I learned God. I learned how to play guitar, you know. And I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but... I'm laughing. For me. I'm laughing. I'm
1: laughing because I graduated high school in 2006. Oh, I thought you
2: were like you did that. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Yep. No. Nope. Yep. No. I just. I just. Mm-hmm. When you said that, I was like, I feel old. <laughs> no.
2: No. No. But like, I've grown up listening to her, and like musically, I feel like.
1: Yo, I love Taylor Swift. I have said this. I sing some of her songs. I'm a fan. I
2: love Taylor. Like, yes.
0: And, and regardless how you feel about her music, like her business sense and the way she has ran her career, fucking perfect.
1: And I don't want to hear anybody run your fucking mouth, like, oh, I heard parents gave her money. to. Man, if your parents gave y'all money, half y'all be doing coke with it. So shut up. It
0: doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter how she got into the business. Everything she has built on top of that has been because is, of her.
2: Oh, yeah, she's, like yeah, I could talk all day about The Taylor.
0: biggest earning tour ever in history.
2: Period, dude, hard there's stop.
1: there's like thirty fucking college professors that literally run courses based off of her business demographic.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like I mean, just talk about somebody that pays attention and knows their fan base.
1: And dude, and when she dropped her All new three album, decades. But she <laughs> dropped her new album on what, the night of the Grammys. Every Taylor Swift fan thought she was just going to drop a re-release cuz yeah. she'd been doing all these little easter eggs and she dropped a whole another album. album. Like no bitch, we got in another. In the middle of a tour right after the Grammys. Can we talk like, about the re-release idea
0: for a minute? Like fuck it. That is the biggest middle finger to the music industry that I have ever fucking seen and I am so here for it. That's the
1: most punk rock thing that's happened in that the last amaz- 20 plus oh, years.
0: You own my my recordings? Fuck you. Re-recorded. You don't own shit. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah and I'm everybody like, stopped listening amazing. and buying his shit, and they buy hers, and she's still making millions. Going, ha ha! Like most punk rock shit in the last twenty years, my—if you ask me, one hundred percent.
0: It is very rare for an artist of any caliber to be able to put their foot down and get what they deserve, and the fact that she did it is out fucking standing.
1: Speaking of people who get getting the recognition and stuff that they deserve jelly roll that dude hell yes hell yes so so happy for him man again whether
0: you like his music or not is irrelevant at this point like his story and he's just
1: do you see just the interactions that he has with other people and artists
0: genuine human
1: dude when all these big artists come up to him the dude's in damn near tears because they're complimenting like yeah you want to talk about somebody that's so incredibly humble yeah jelly roll
0: the, the, nobody in this industry appreciates what they're doing more hey, than him hey
1: jelly roll you're from nashville you want to come on our podcast that'd be great I, I
0: i <laughs> hardcore i bet we know somebody that can get a hold of
1: him i think i sent you screenshots uh tyson sent me a list of people the other day yeah one of them is a very very well known and drummer. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say names yet because I don't have anything agreed to <laughs> but uh, I, did you, did, reached out yet? I did send out messages this morning so um, hopefully something so, again, will come of it I people, people name, are very busy at the moment I've
0: met him a handful of times so I'm really like crossing my fingers that we can get him in here because yeah, that would be dope
1: So I, I've, I got a few others that are all and, that are, and then
0: there's two others that I've spoken to semi-regularly that I'd love to have on here
1: I also, I did, because Tyson was bugging me, and uh, Brad, but I did reach out to uh, Tom Hurst last week during the podcast. Nice. I would
0: love to sit down with him. Uh,
1: Absolutely. I know him by reputation, and I think I'm shaking his hand. I have a tentative date for him, so hopefully he'll be here. So, yeah, here's some little behind-the-scenes shit. That's super exciting. Everybody's like, Kyle, you don't do shit. You just sit at home and play music. I'm like, bull Being 100% transparent, Kyle does
0: 90% of the background stuff for this podcast. Not because I make him, but because he likes to be in control and doesn't let me help. <laughs> you that, have no choice. Whoa, fuck off.
1: <laughs> fuck off. Absolutely not. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I don't have a control dude. issue anywhere outside of the bedroom, but... Uh,
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. no. I All, do all that just to say, though, that, that Kyle is very hands-on and... Nine times out of ten, if he does ask me to do something or need something, he's got it figured out and worked out before I have a chance to do anything. Like earlier this week. (laughs) He was like, we need somebody for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, I've got an idea. He's like, nope, got the whole month covered.
1: You're good. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I sent him a message, and literally 15 minutes later, I had the entire month booked. And I was like, never mind.
2: Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah.
1: it's Nothing to do with control. I just... Once my mind's set on something, I'm doing it.
0: No, I, and the so teacher I, was, I, I, I swear I'm like God, I was teasing.
1: You're and, not a control.
0: And, if, <laughs> if I ever had a problem with something, and I was like Kyle, I don't like that. He'd be like, "Cool, we'll figure something else out.
1: Yep, I I, I want people to be happy. I'm I'm definitely not a people pleaser anymore, but I want people to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if it and, works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I'm not gonna sit there and
0: what makes what I think makes this make podcast. Sense as open to as many different listeners as it is, is the fact that, like, even though it's my passion project and it's kind of my baby, Kyle cares about it just as much as me. It's Mm. not a he's doing it because it's available to do. He genuinely puts all the effort into it and cares about it and wants to
1: see it succeed. Hey, so this isn't about me. We have a guest just...
2: (laughs) No, but I like <laughs> I like hearing about it. It's super important. It is super important. Yeah, but
1: spotlight's on you, not me. I don't. I don't. know. Nope, we're done. <laughs> back back to just, her. Uh, okay. Um.
0: So I do want to go back and talk a little bit about the teaching thing. Let's do it. Um. Not because I think our listeners need to know this, but because I want to know this. Mm-hmm. Um. What are your views on homeschooling? Because I may be homeschooling my little in the very near future.
2: I am all about homeschooling i think you should totally look into that um personally as a teacher i feel like not even 50 percent of my day was dedicating was dedicated to to teaching with all the testing and other bullshit and redirection of behavior and just like little things the district was making us teachers do and i i think you know, if you homeschool, they they get more time being taught, unfortunately. And you don't have that's, to. That's kind of really sad. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And
2: you probably remember that, too.
1: Absolutely. it's Homeschooling is going to be way more hands on for students and for, for kids because um, they're, they're getting more focus. I mean, you're only depending on if you're going to be teaching just your kids or your kids and a few others. You've only got a handful of kids, you know, anywhere from two to seven eight kids and you can really focus on each one and yeah. see where they need to grow and what they need to do because when you're in a classroom I don't know what the the size ratio is now but back in the day it was anywhere from like 24 to 30 kids could be with like one teacher and yeah
2: it still is and
1: in elementary schools you have your kids for you know half the day and then they go to another teacher generally and and, even, and then you get into high school, middle school and high school, and then you only have an hour with each subject, and then you're just shoved home with homework on top of each class and each subject, and you only got taught so much, and you're like, I don't understand that. How am i, I got to turn this in tomorrow. If I don't turn this in, I'm going to fail. And that's where a lot of anxiety starts for kids, is in my opinion, in schools. It, it it doesn't. I don't think it starts from home life, and so I think a lot of our anxiety in, in our generation that we have has actually come from public schooling, um, test anxiety and shit like that, and these deadlines that don't make sense that we don't have the proper and right information for. And even though nowadays everything's so easy to look up and it's at your fingertips, well, that's why homeschooling, so in my opinion, can be a lot easier and better and more beneficial. You have everything, all the facts, at your fingertips. Yeah, you're going to be given books and everything that need, you need, but you can easily research and grow and learn way more and have these kids doing hands-on. People learn hands-on. Yes. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Everyone learns hands-on. Everyone. Tying that
0: in with music. If you have a dream of doing music, best way to do it is to just get on stage with people and
1: do it. And it's like Truthfully, outside of the um, homeschooling, Montessori schools are really good because they're they're very hands on. Mm-hmm. So those, that's another one that I'm like a huge, uh, what's the word? Um, advocate for, yeah, advocate for, I'm like, yeah, I, absolutely. So if you have the thing is is you have to have the time, but also you kind of get to make up your own times when you're teaching throughout the day it doesn't yeah. have to be seven to four o'clock or something mm-hmm.
2: you
0: know, and see th- that th- like that's kind of been where i've been sitting at because with my job i don't have to work a lot of hours in a day and i don't work every day so i'm home more than enough
1: and with my kids and if you're just teaching your kids because i think we we've talked to eric about this mm-hmm. uh, the barber yeah um And, you know, because they homeschool and he's like, yeah, when we go out and do things, you can turn things into a lesson and teach them and make them understand how things work in the real world, not in a book. When most of our education in the public school systems is in a book. Just like me panicking yesterday, even though I've owned companies and done this stuff before, I've always had CPAs and people that I just threw all my paperwork to. They handled everything and I paid them X amount of dollars a year to do it. Where now I'm 36 years old trying to do my own taxes by myself and file 1099s and this and that. I went into a full-blown panic yesterday. Well, Yeah, it's way easier than I realized it was. But But you don't know what you don't know. That shit, again, should be taught in school. So Mm -hmm. if you're homeschooling, tax season is a great time for kids to learn about the economy and math (laughs) right so yeah be a good time for me to learn too fuck (laughs) bobby you have to want to learn and then put it in practice
0: dude i have done my taxes the last two years and i've think i've been successful at it nobody's yelled at me about it so we're gonna go with it was a success
1: well, I was smart and actually 1099 everybody this year, unlike last year where I just had to bite the bullet on that one.
2: Oof. Broke.
1: But uh, this year, hopefully, that'll help quite a bit. It, it definitely should. So
2: I had to hunt down a few people. This year, after I've worked with people a few times, I, I'm going to keep some papers in my bag and make them fill it out because I don't want to hunt down. Last year was my first year doing that. I was inexperienced. I ended up getting things but it took a while and i'm like i'm not doing that again
1: so one of the bass players in town uh reached out to me He was, he's was like hey man just some little business advice um because you know like you got to 1099 anybody that makes more you know 600 dollars or more with you so anytime you're working with anybody and they hit that 600 dollars mark you need to immediately collect their information mm-hmm. so then you don't have to chase them down later and i was like that's so simple and i never thought about that thank you yeah, like, I don't know why it's it's business one hundred and one. Like I mean, p- companies do that as soon as you're hired on, you're filling out you know tax paperwork. Yeah, and um, maybe I should do that just with everybody that plays with me. Just like here, you fill should. this out, and then if you make more than six hundred dollars, I'll send you a ten ninety nine. And, and I if mean, you don't, like like you did with
0: me, you don't need a lot of information. No, so you, you could just be like, hey, jot this down real quick. That way, I've got it because yeah. I intend to keep hiring you. Yeah, and if you've put it in that box, they'll be happy to, because they want more gigs.
1: Also, you guys don't have to fill out a 1099 every single time someone asks for it. Just fill it out one time and sign it, and then you can send that same copy to everybody. Right. There was somebody I was speaking to yesterday that did not know that. oh no and he was literally filling out a new w9 for everybody and i was like no bro just send the same one he's Keep like on i can phone? i was like yeah just yeah it's it's, the I have it same
0: information
1: <laughs> 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 you know he's he's a young guy he's new he's no, that, that, but i get it because again
0: all the education tax stuff is confusing as hell and i mean the penalty for fucking up can be pretty big
1: just so. going back to education like that that's something that just should be taught yeah and again, while homeschooling, if you're truly willing to put in the work and educate your kids, and not not put your ideologies on your kids, actually educate your kids. <laughs> yes. the joke's on you, Kyle, I don't have
0: ideas. <laughs> we know.
2: In my perfect world, I would love to, I, I'm still passionate about you know education, and I, I teach music to children on the side too. I teach voice and guitar, but since like being full time as a singer, you know, like I don't sing more than like five times a week just because I can't vocally, you know, health wise.
1: Yeah, you'll destroy your vocal Yeah, I
2: try to do more than that once and no go. So I would like to eventually, you know, design curriculum or like work with a homeschooling group and be able to incorporate music more because like, Personally, like when my students would go to music like they hated it because you know it's like it wasn't fun music it's like music history and like music theory for it, kids here, and here's
1: music history of shit that no one cares about yeah. or talks about and then here's a recorder that we're gonna try to make 30 students learn how to learn hot cross buns oh god cuz that's Horrible. exciting
2: <laughs> they're still doing that I was like I did that in fourth grade why are we still doing hot cross buns in the recorder what is that doing
0: why are we doing? The recorders are doing shit, man. I'm about ninety percent sure my dad
1: broke mine.
2: You were that bad.
1: We knew they were annoying. We knew they were annoying. <laughs> yeah, we're boys. We knew they oh, were annoying. Oh yeah, you
2: were though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: My, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Mom, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure y'all took mine or took ours at some point and would only give them to us. Uh, when we had music class, I may be completely wrong in making this shit up, but I'm pretty sure that happened at one point in my life. <laughs> Might have been my music teacher. I don't know. But somebody was <laughs> Somebody took
2: it me.
0: away and I didn't have it anymore.
2: <laughs> I was great. I got the solos. I, <laughs> I thrived.
0: No, I, no I'll, I'll, I'll save this. I'll, I'll vet about this later, but that, that I'll I'll talk about it after the podcast because I don't want Kyle to throw something at me. <laughs>
1: Speaking of oh damn it it's over there damn it God ah, I gotta grab it um actually one of the things that kind of introduced me into string instruments and kind of bass in a way uh, ukulele in fifth grade like s- some of the classes got to do ukuleles if like we were good that's cool and man like I remember some kid whipping out the ukulele and started playing um uh, uh Black Sabbath um Crazy Train. <laughs> he started playing Crazy Train on, on the uh, on the ukulele, and I was like, "That's so cool! That's not how it's played, but that's so cool." Um, <laughs> no, not, not how the ukuleles played. I didn't know how the song was played at that time. I just knew that he was playing it, and I was like, "That's awesome!" And I was like, "I want to learn how to play guitar," and then somehow ended up on bass. So yeah, ukuleles were fun. Recorders sucked. I hated them all. Um, I hate them still to this day and you know, when I see kids with the quarters I want to grab them and throw them
0: <laughs> same
1: Never so because um, you've said multiple times that you do love teaching and you love school uh, I wish I could relate I ran away from school several times when I was younger uh, those are stories for another time but and so, then became a teacher yeah <laughs> it, it doesn't make any fucking sense why I became a teacher went into education at all because I school was literally the last place I ever wanted to be
0: dude I skipped over 100 days my senior year and they still let me graduate I don't, wow
1: I, I think I'm far enough out from being graduated that nobody can take anything away from me but off this show I will tell y'all how I got through student teaching Oh Fair. boy! <laughs> um, I passed Spanish with zebra cakes. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> not even sure that makes sense.
0: I would bring the teacher zebra cakes, and she passed me. <laughs> I didn't do it on my own. <laughs>
1: I'm, you know, no
2: comment. That's amazing. yeah. I'm just Good we're just you. gonna
1: skip over that one. <laughs> um, so. Like you, you, do, you teach now. I'm guessing you just kind of do it. Like you have a handful of students that you teach one on one. Yeah, that, that's what you're doing. And you are teaching vocals and guitar. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. So, would you ever go? Would you ever go back into public education as a music teacher? No, I'm right there with you. See, I'm the same. Mm-mm. Would you ever go into a more business
0: oriented teaching job, like working for like? the School of Rock type situations yeah. the Bach like to Rock.
1: Smaller, smaller studios that have students where they need more teachers, would you do something like that?
2: I would actually rather um, create my own business because just by doing what I'm doing right now, like the clients I have, I go to their home and what I can make in an hour is just really awesome. And I know like sometimes in those schools, you don't always get paid the best you know and um right you
1: you have you have a a certain amount that you're paid per student right but you do get
2: more clients so i i I don't know i haven't done that um i kind of just somebody asked like oh you're you're a singer like do you think you could teach my kids and i was like i think i mean i used to be a teacher and i and i sing and i play guitar so i think i can teach them and then i I can
0: teach i can sing but can i teach how to sing
2: yeah
1: (laughs) believe it or not yeah you can if you want to you can absolutely no, so that was going to be my my other question was: or Would you rather have your own business, your own oh, place? Yeah. So yeah, that that's awesome. I, I love that. Very, very driven and goal oriented. Hell yeah.
2: I have the flexibility, and you kind of just, you know.
1: Well, there's I I know that there's a couple of people, um, um, Tommy and and Patty who used to play for uh, Mark Chesnut. I think Tom still does play for Mark Chesnut, but they they opened one of their own schools and. I think it's East Nashville or maybe Madison area a couple years ago, and they kind of do the same thing. They ha- they have a couple students. I say a couple. They've got probably 30-plus students now. But they have people that come into their their school, their studio, and they have drums and bass and guitar and vocals, and they just teach individual kids. They teach groups. So That's that, awesome. Yeah, it's, I would it's, love to be a part of something like that. I would, too. You should. I I would too, but I think I think I would only do it if it was if I was on like the performance side of it, not so much yeah. teaching the instrument, but teaching yeah. the performance side of it, or just straight up being on the business side of it. I wouldn't want to be back. I wouldn't want to be like teaching I, instruments. I really enjoy
0: I, teaching little kids things like just in general i taught martial arts for a little while i teach private drum lessons like i just i enjoy teaching in general
1: i taught my nephew how to flick off my older brother
0: (laughs) i mean that's very valuable education right there you need that in life
1: (laughs) i got in trouble for that one that was great
2: well, on, like who? adults, kids, like <laughs> they actually practice like they want to get better and you see growth and they're proud of it. And that's what's so rewarding. Oh, And that's
0: I, I've said this several times. Like, I think the reason I'm able to do this is because I started playing music before I understood that I sucked.
1: And so, like I was
0: never embarrassed, or I was—I never had a problem with not being good at it. I wasn't aware that that was something.
1: You started playing music when you had a true love and passion for it, like when you—you started at a young age. You're like, oh yeah, this is awesome, and it was—you did it just because you loved it. Not because you're like, oh, I can make money doing this Oh, someday. yeah, no, for sure. That like, was
0: never a thought.
1: Watching my nephew, and I went home for those five days for Christmas, man. I hung out with him and my, my niece and nephew almost every single day. And all he wanted to do was stuff with baseball. It He just loved it. And I kind of asked him things. I was like, oh, you know, would you want to play for bigger teams and da 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 and he was like, "Yeah, I just, I just love baseball. And he just, he just loved. It. All he wanted to do was play. He didn't want to talk about it. He just wanted to play." And I was like, "And he's, he's good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because he's my nephew. Like, I would say if he sucked, he sucked. But holy crap, this, this kid is good." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "As long as he keeps that passion, he's going far. That's going to be my brother's retirement, right fucking there." All right. So, so
0: <laughs> sticking on that, do you think? Because a lot of kids start out in whatever they enjoy with that kind of passion, whether it's sports, music, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, and please correct me if you have a different opinion, but the, the competition side, especially sports and scholastic, it pulls that passion out once you get middle school, high school, into looking at college. And they make it all about the 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 work aspect which mm-hmm. is super important but they pull the fun aspect out it's not about the fun it, it's about doing the work to get better so that you can win so that you can get the scholarship yeah. so that you can play for the school yeah. so that you have a career there's no there's no playing the sport anymore it's yeah. it becomes your job
1: That uh, becomes comes a business and i again, agree. We're not we're not taught that to we're older. we're like oh I mean even right. just like just like music music's a business
0: so so it's what what would business. you recommend or what would what would you tell him about baseball or about playing to keep him fired up and keep him excited during those times where it's all about the work and the winning and they pull the fun out because I feel like this is direct translation to Broadway yeah <sighs>
1: As long as you love it, as long as you continue to love it, that's all that matters. Do it because you love it. If you don't love it, get out of it. And while he is extremely competitive, he is like he 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 knows like he he's doing it to win. Mm-hmm. He still does it because he like he wants to just be out there throwing that baseball and catching and hitting like that. That's just what he wants to do. I've asked him about other sports and we were throwing the football around, but he was like, ah, I like baseball. That's what I like. I just like to play baseball. Everything like his Nintendo, he's got all the baseball games. He, he, he loves it. And so as long as he can just keep that passion, no, and not get angry. injured. And, and when you get into high school and everybody, people are going to say things you like, do it, just do it. Cause you love it. Get better because you want to get better. Not because somebody wants you to get better. Do it. Cause you ha- have those goals. Have goals that you want to reach and go for them.
0: Again, I feel like that's a direct translation of playing music on Broadway.
1: Yeah. We have so many people that try to stop us and tell us that it's dumb and stupid and whatever. It, you're going to die on Broadway. and Some musicians go to die. and Nobody can make a career out of it and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just sitting here doing this the whole time. I've done all of it. I've made a career out of it. I love it still. It's great. I get to play on the stage in front of new people every night and then I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me in the last six months, and they're like, "Hey, we saw you two years ago, and we like we were walking by and saw yeah. you again, and we came in." That's the, the cool. And then they're like, "Yeah, we saw you. We don't want to go anywhere else." That's like one of the coolest compliments. And mm-hmm. like, it's a little different because it, it. It. I'm trying to think. I how to like put that. Yeah, this isn't about me why are, we, why are we asking me questions
2: well I feel like with your, your train of thought like it makes me think when you go from you know like it be, it's a passion when you're younger and then you know it becomes competitive and then the, the fun is stuck, sucked out and then you're an adult, and you don't have hobbies. Like it's more common for adults to not have hobbies and not have creative passions and just work. And that's why they look at us like we're aliens because we're actually doing something that we like. We're and taking a creative
1: hobby and have made a job out, like a that, out of it. Like that's
2: that's rare. And like yeah. that's what's so sad. And I think it start. You know, it just like starts like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad. I mean, I think that's just kind of how society is. Like, there's not a way to be like, how do we keep it fun? And then it you know well and like
0: like you've said a couple of times that you're still really excited and having a lot of fun playing shows on Broadway and you know we talk to people that have been here 10-15 years whatever and they're jaded and they're not having fun on Broadway and they look and act and perform like they're miserable yeah and it's it's because they let it become that all work not fun yeah and they it, it it's a whole mindset shift and if if there's advice that can be given to prevent that from happening or even even to slow down the burnout like that that's kind of what I'm, I'm looking well, for is some so, a nugget of information because I mean we've all had moments like that but like I'm genuinely still excited to play mm-hmm. yeah
1: every time I get on a stage it doesn't matter who or where I'm playing like I'm happy to fucking be there and play and I, you know, I mean, it sucked. I was playing at today and I felt like, I felt like death. And mm. I was not myself on stage, and I was just kind of like walking around, trying to get into it, trying to sing. And I, I, just, I did. I just felt terrible. I came home and slept for like fourteen hours. Yeah. And um, but even then, I was just like, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm lucky that I can still be doing this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Like, I'm not gonna be all, oh, fucking singing my life. Like, no, I'm, I'm gonna smile and sing and and do what I can. And the burnout comes from, just like any uh, anything else in your life, doing the things you don't want to do. So you're playing with the bands you don't want to play with. You're playing the songs you don't want to play with. Like, Oh, well, I have to do that to make a living. Um, yeah, a small part of that's true. Mm-hmm. I found all the bands that I enjoy playing with, and I make a great living. And I don't have to work nearly as hard. Yeah, I just I found my people. Finding your people. Find the people that want and do the same. I don't want to work for people that all they want is a number one. If that is your goal, I don't – me personally, I don't want to work – I'm talking about like Broadway. I'm not talking about outside. This is Broadway. If you're on Broadway and all you give a shit is about a number one song and and, and your own music and not entertaining the crowd that's directly in front of you that is there wanting a fucking show and to be entertained – I don't want to work with you.
2: Yeah. But if you're, up, shows. if you're
1: up there having a good time and just rocking out and like, you're just trying to entertain and you're not begging for $20 bills, every other song you're, you're my kind of people. And you know, then for me it was, I was like, okay, I'm playing nothing but country and bro country and, and early 2000 country. And yeah. It's, it's fun, but like I need to revive my soul. And now I've got my little punk band that I play on, um, that I play on Fridays with. And that dude, every week it's just it rejuvenates me yeah yeah. and it it, so 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 here's
0: a fun question Um, so when you came in you came in to run the bucket we talked about that earlier yeah and that was kind of your experience with that and then you jumped out and then you jumped back in to actually getting a chance to perform Mm -hmm. what is your biggest takeaway from both of those different scenarios like what did you learn about performing in Broadway that that you would say is probably the staple of those experiences
2: well i think both are really important you know being the performer fronting the band and also running the bucket i do both and i i took a lot of what i learned the first time and i brought it to what i do now not only like is running the bucket you know just you know to collect money but I also try to like be really personal with the people I do meet out there and be like where are you here for like where are you from you know I not every uh, every group but I try try to be you know like, I just try to be on the whole time because like when you connect with those people on stage and out there and you make them feel like the money that they're putting in your bucket makes me happy and that I like the songs that they're requesting they stay and they stick around and they give you more money it's like a win win if you just like go out and you're just like you know you get on stage and you don't care or you you run the bucket and you act like this is a pain no the the guys that
1: run the bucket they're like tipped man tipped man no man it won't work you're not you're not gonna make any money no i don't even mention
0: the bucket if i get to run the bucket i just go up and start talking to people and i swear yeah 99 times out of 100 they will give me some kind of money
1: Bobby's very personal, so he like. he he usually makes this money when I just when don't get to bucket. do it often because I'm the drummer. Right.
2: <laughs> I like. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take very long. I do it maybe like once an hour. You know, I mean, I feel it out One,
1: once an hour is fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. as long as you're not out there for thirty minutes. Right. Or if you have a really fast rotating crowd. Yeah.
0: It's what you don't want is you don't want to go out half a dozen times and ask to the, the same, same people. crowd. Yeah. That's yeah. that's when it gets rough. If if you've If you've noticed you have a consistent crowd, you need to run the bucket less Mm -hmm. and communicate between songs more. Because I think that's where you can really make that connection. Like Everybody's so pent up about downtime between songs. And if it's downtime, yes, that's awful. But the stuff you can do between songs can really make a show.
1: Yeah. Downtime between songs is only... It's only bad if you're not interacting with the crowd. Right. You can have five minutes of downtime as long as you are interacting and entertaining the crowd. When I play with Noah Garner, dude, there'll be like ten minutes where him and I are just shit talking each other and making the crowd. It's like a comedy show. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's we talk part of the show. We talk more than like Noah and Woody would. Like it it, it and people stick around. They but like it's got to it. have it's the fun. entertainment. Yeah. If it
0: doesn't have entertainment value, Go then the you're killing song. your show.
1: Yeah. Go to the next song. Have have a song picked out ready to go, yeah. Don't just as long as you're. There needs to be noise. Play music, something Mm -hmm. I don't know. Elevator music, jazz, for all I care.
0: Whatever's (laughs) happening needs to be deliberate. There needs to be a point to it. It can't just be time
1: wasted. So Lauren, you got your song coming out. N- guess what? A week, a week and a half is where we're at. Yes. Yeah, week and a half. Next day, ten days. When when day. this episode comes out, it'll, it'll be the the coming up Saturday, Woo! February seventeenth. So, um, you said you're going to try to start writing with other people and putting some new music out. Do you have like goals? You're like, hey, I want to put out five songs by the end of the year. Or You just kind of whatever comes out comes out.
2: I my goal is a summer song and a winter song because okay. it does take like a few months, you know, in between, and I. Now that this is my thing, this is my brand. I don't want to just like throw music out there to throw music out there because I want it. I, well, I want it to be important and you know it's expensive and it takes away my time, other people's time. So I want it to be intentional. Um, I probably want to do like two other singles this year and but be writing to release an EP for the next year. Like I always try to try to be a year ahead. Like that's the teacher in me try i'm not i'm not saying i am but <laughs> like thinking wise, But at least
1: know? having those goals you yeah. have something to to go forward to and life's gonna happen shit's gonna come up you may either get a lot of money or get no money and you gotta figure and things I mean, out so this career is awkward so like you may get is. like side swiped
0: with an awesome opportunity and not get to write because you're on tour for six months
2: yeah
1: so you never know <laughs> Have you ever thought about like going and working with any of like the publishing companies around here and like getting signed on as a writer or anything like that?
2: I would love to. I I think I do need more experience writing with other people because the times that I have done it, I'm not always the most confident because I mean you, you have to be so vulnerable and like open with other people. And sometimes they're people you just met. So I think like a lot of times, (laughs) a lot of times. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you go and you don't even write a song. You just kind of like, are there for four hours trying to come up with something, but I want to get more like comfortable in that scene before I get to, you know, that level. And I just want to explore that, but I, that would be like amazing. I definitely a goal of mine.
1: I know a few people that are, that have like publishing deals and, and are writers down. Um, uh, actually, I think most of them are females that I know. And one of them I think would, uh, would be great for you to, to meet and work with just cause she's, uh, such an open and vulnerable person with her songs. Um, and she she's writing all the time. Uh, SJ McDonald. I don't know if you know her. She plays oh, downtown. Yeah. She sings on at the stage a lot.
2: I've seen her um, on TikTok. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's she's all over TikTok. She's, she's got the social media shit down. She's in my opinion, she does really, really well. And then um, I don't know if you know Casey Johns. Um, I she, familiar. she doesn't play much downtown now um, she does a lot of overseas touring but she's always putting out new music and writing and she knows a bunch of people so I'll, I'll throw you some names and numbers Please. for you to just I love introduce that. yourself and get to know people because that's that's what this town is all about It's yeah. just trying to anyone network. listening
2: if anyone wants to write send me a message on Instagram at Lauren K Music I'd love to meet y'all and Actually, this write is, with this people perfect
1: fucking segue because we, yeah. we are at our our time for the day and i gotta go finish getting ready to act like i know what the hell i'm doing on stage i go eat um, my
0: burger that i waited
1: an hour for <laughs> and you could have thrown it in like the fridge or something what? it's probably sitting in your car isn't Dang. it it's hot
2: today too
1: <laughs> it'll still be warm yeah there you go but uh yeah so lauren has her new single coming out february 17th coffee um, and y'all, I will put that on the Spotify playlist once it's released. Yeah, and so I saw cool. I saw that you put up there. There's a you can go and do like the pre saves and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, y'all go pre save <laughs> yes. her music, check it out. Um, and it's it's not
0: about coffee,
1: right? Like
2: it's about coffee, but it's also God, about it. well, it's and it,
1: <laughs> Bob, you don't have to drink coffee. Just listen to the damn song. <laughs> we'll the first, I'll give we'll you talk. the first
2: line: "Is I like you, how I like my coffee." So. It could be about someone or it can or if you're single it could be about your coffee i feel like it's the perfect
0: don't do it kyle <laughs> he's gonna bust anyways can your, um, nec- can your next single be about chocolate milk
2: <laughs>
0: i love chocolate milk
2: for you sure
0: and gummy bears i got in trouble for gummy bears last podcast <laughs> I think Kyle's having a seizure is he okay? or an
1: aneurysm. <laughs> I'm trying not to say some really fucked up things that I want to say so badly. And if you know me, you know exactly where my mind is at right now. Anyways, so she's got her new single coming out February 17th. Y'all go check it out. Where can they find you, find your music, follow you, all that stuff?
2: Yes. So my name is Lauren K. I'm on Spotify and Apple Music. My Instagram is at Lauren Music. Underscore because some girl already has at Lauren K Music. She's not in Nashville, so it's okay. Um, and then on TikTok, I am at Lauren K Music. You can follow me on there. And if you want to add me on Facebook, I'm also on Facebook.
1: And it's K A Y E, right? Yes. Yes. So y'all go give her a follow. Um, We've been following each other on Facebook and, and Instagram for a while, and she reached out, wanted to be on the podcast, and I was like, "Absolutely, come on, come tell your story." Especially when she told me that she used to be a or a, a teacher. So let's say singer. I was like, "You're a singer now." Uh, used to be a teacher, so I was like, "Yep." We, I mean, she used to sing too. We, <laughs> 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 we we got shit to talk about. We got shit yeah. in common. Let's, yeah, come in, come sit down, and talk to us. So thank you so much. We Thanks greatly appreciate me. you. Yeah, no, That was a lot of fun. It, it was. It was. This went by very quickly. I keep I kept looking. I was like, "Shit, I need to." cut this off at some point Um, Bobby where can they find you
0: at man they can find me at story of Bob music pretty much everywhere Um, if you want to send me a happy birthday I will still accept it
2: we're still on it
0: it wasn't fair Uh, I don't have many left
1: Kyle I'm getting old (laughs) I mean nope not gonna say say. Uh, I'm Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey bass wherever on all the socials uh, at most socials, uh, the ones that matter. If you're looking for me, not that hard to find, please reach out. If you want to be on the podcast, want to talk to us, have any comments, concerns, you like the podcast, you don't like the podcast, I don't care because you're talking about the podcast and it makes me happy. So please let me know how you guys feel. If there's anything you guys want to hear us talk about. Um, Send
0: us questions. We'll totally uh, answer questions Yeah, we'll answer podcast. your questions,
1: please. Absolutely. We'll we start do, taking
0: listener questions and call you
1: out on the podcast. That's we, fine. We do love uh, hearing from you guys and when we get the text message saying that you're on a really long road trip and you've listened to three episodes in a row yeah you know Not who you sure are if that's
0: a compliment or if you're telling us they're that listening you're to
1: our podcast like why does it but, matter but was yeah. it we've
0: listened to three episodes because we're on a long car ride or was it we've listened to three episodes it's a long car ride
1: <laughs> <laughs> see this is his problem he is so over analyzing the dumbest shit there's
0: no tone Uh, in a text mess anyways y'all
1: go follow lauren k pre-save her her new single that's coming out coffee (laughs) it comes out february 17th it's the last plug i'm gonna do uh (laughs) give us a follow give her a follow thank you guys so much for listening to this and dealing with my bullshit every week greatly greatly appreciate you guys and we fucking love y'all coffee Um, on the 17th coffee on the 17th I feel like that means we're going to go get coffee. on. The, you know what? We should just, I'm going to go get coffee on the 17th and then take a picture of me drinking, not drinking coffee because I don't drink coffee. Be like, listen, drinking coffee, listening to coffee by Lauren Kay.
2: There you go. I'll
1: go with you. Coming out on February 17th. And get chocolate milk. Anyways, <laughs> until next time, guys. We love y'all. AMF. Bye, sickle. Why are we not (laughs) sobbing?
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.